0: hell's going on here? Hey, shut up all
1: that damn noise. This ain't soul train. Who else is over there? Public animal? What the hell is a public Enema anyway? Who will give a public Enema? Y'all shut the hell up down here. I got some
0: for you, lad. You stay right there. You stay right there. These kids are driving me crazy with all this damn noise. Go oh, dance now with your big ass. Go on dance. 911. Uh-huh.
2: I'll hold. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss. Public Enemy. <laughs>
0: Not my fault that they fall off, the Fair Square throughout my years. I at the living to the ball, my home is your home. Well, welcome to the Terodome.
2: I am here to rate a wrong. There are plenty of people who know more about hip-hop than I do. I'll be the last person to tell you that I know everything about the genre. But I do know what I hear. And there's a name that I don't hear. And the following exchange between Chris Rock and Quest Love, and that name is Chuck D.
3: Jay Z is probably the
2: best rapper of all time.
3: Kanye West is really coming up on his ass. Ice Cube made some amazing records. Scarface is far more influential than anyone gives him credit for. No one's gonna believe this. LL Cool J's got a better three records than just about anybody. So that's all time. Drake is coming up and cannot be ignored. Nicki Minaj is really fucking good.
4: I love and stand by MC Paul Barman. King at Rock's nasal delivery. Cool Keith will never be on anyone's top five. Pre-92, this is 86 to 92 era, absolutely unappreciated.
2: Will Smith. Yes! Chuck D fronted the most influential and radical band of their time. Their name was taken from the 1931 film Public Enemy, and before them were conscious rappers such as Ice-T, Grandmaster Flash, and The Furious Five, and KRS-One with Boogie Down Productions. Before them was Gil Scott Heron and The Last Poets. So there are six cardinal colors,
1: yellow, red, orange, green, blue, and purple. And there are 3,000 shades. And if you take these 3,000 shades and divide them by six, you'll come up with 500. Oh, yeah. Meaning there are at least 500 shades of the blues. Got that. <laughs> for example, there's the I Ain't Got Me No Money blues. There is the I Ain't Got Me No Woman blues. Nah. There's the I Ain't Got Me No Money and I Ain't Got Me No Fair Woman, which is the days. double blues. It's a fool. And for years, it was thought that that black people was the only one who could get the blues. So so the blues hadn't come into no international type of fame. But lately, we done had Frank Rizzo with the lie detector blues.
2: (laughs) We done had the United States government talking about the energy crisis blues. After Public Enemy, there's a flood of Afrocentric artists in hip-hop, Kool Moe Dee, Gangstar, X-Clan, Eric B & Rakim, Queen Latifah, Jungle Brothers, and a tribe called Quest among many. Public Enemy brought credibility to a previously maligned style of music, and heavy metal was a key influence, and they created a whole new genre, for better or worse, of rap metal. To date, they have 15 studio albums, and a longevity that is admirable, in a genre that doesn't have that many artists with such a strong catalog the classic lineup was from long island or as they call it strong island and formed in 1986 you have carlton Ridenhauer, afterwards known as chuck d william drayton Afterwards known as Flavor Flav, a silly man full of heart, and a very talented musician actually. He can play several instruments, and he was the hype man sort of like Bobby Bird was to James Brown. Norman Rogers became Terminator X. He retired in 1994 after a motorcycle accident, and he moved to North Carolina where he has an ostrich farm. He was replaced later by DJ Lord. There were of course the S1Ws. Who were a dance troupe that circled the band on stage and played a part of the show and the feel and the concept and then very importantly the bomb squad in addition to chuck d there was hank shockley keith shockley and eric b and nam sadler they had a very sample heavy production style and they produced numerous other acts but their work with public enemy and ice cube stands above the rest in my opinion hank shockley is like the phil specter of hip-hop instead of the wall of sound he had the wall of noise and they made public enemy rap's first album band these gentlemen planned this organization out like a corporation. They were politically charged. Public Enemies logo, a silhouette of a black man in a rifle's crosshairs, is known everywhere. The adventurous use of technology and the internet with varying degrees of success drove this band and continues to drive this band to this day. They started out as an opening act for the Beastie Boys during the Licensed to Ill tour and in 1987 released their first album, Yo Bum Rush The Show. It's raw and rough, demo-like. One critic said the group doesn't aim to or have a chance at crossing over. Scorned for their sound and politics, the kids loved it anyway. Still it was just a splash made in the musical ocean of the 80s, ignored for the most part by the rock and the R&B mainstream and virtually non-existent on the radio. I remember working in a record store when that Album came out and the kids coming in every day. Yo, know, you got that new Public Enemy Jam? There was something bubbling up. I could tell something really interesting was going on with this group. And when I played the album, it was like something I'd never heard.
4: LL's record had already come out, Beastie Boy's record had already come out. Chuck D had a radio show. And the theme song for his radio show was the song that got expanded and became Public Enemy number one. And just from that one minute intro, it was like, okay this is the guy, this is the guy we need. That was sort of the inspiration, was hip-hop version of The Clash. Did they immediately catch on? Not at all. No, they were not well received. They were the least successful of the Def Jam releases. Even on hip-hop shows, they would play instrumental versions of Public Enemy songs because they didn't like Chuck's voice.
2: They didn't like his voice or they didn't like what he was saying?
4: Neither. He didn't sound like what everyone else sounded like, so, That was wrong. I always listened to music. I collected music. I liked music. Did I picture myself doing music? Hell no. It was like, how? What am I gonna do? I can't sing. (laughs) You know, I can't play.
3: Then I came around with this real high, peaky, annoying voice. And the fellas was like, hey, yo, nah, Chuck. Yo, we just want you. But Chuck said, yo, y'all got to take my man too. Otherwise, hey, this can't go down because, you know, this is what makes the record. That's when we released Public Enemy Number 1. I'm glad y'all took me because I ended up becoming... The most sample voice in the history of music, and yeah, boy. Uh Oh, Chuck, they have to get us, man. Yo, we got the Dusty Boys off.
1: In this
3: corner with the 98 subject, the
0: suckers optic.
2: The band released It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back in 1988. It was as if the album had landed from another planet. Nothing sounded like that. It Takes a Nation came front-loaded with siren squeals and squawks that augmented the chaotic collage backing vocals under which Chuck D laid his politically and poetically radical rhymes. He spoke of white supremacy, capitalism, the music industry, black nationalism, and topics of the day. You're
3: blind, baby. You're blind from the facts Oh yeah, you cause you're watching that garbage.
0: The woman makes the men all pause. And if you got a woman, she might make you forget yours. There's a five letter world that describe her character. But her brain been washed by an actor. And every real man that tries to approach. comes a the ain't comes, it gets just like a rope. I don't think I can handle. She goes channel to channel, oh looking for that hero. She watched channel zero. She watched she watched, she watch. she watched. She
3: watched. That you blind, baby.
2: probably the first song that really hit me with the band was she watched channel zero at the time i didn't know but that main riff was a sample of angel of death by slayer so public enemy turned me on to slayer Takes a Nation of Millions was like a Clash record, it was in your face, it was urgent. There were new dynamics in the recordings and they had exciting live shows, unlike a lot of hip-hop acts at the time. And this album is sort of the hip-hop equivalent to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, but it's chaotic, it's dense. It was still recorded on tape at those times and had to have a lot of hand editing, which is where you literally take the tape and cut it with a razor blade and put the pieces back together as needed. They had a lot of happy accidents in the studios, mistakes that they left in, brilliant uses of samples that could only come from the mind of serious musicologists. And the sampling would be impossible on this scale today. There were so many samples in the record and just really clever. I know that sampling gets a bad name, but the sampling that Public Enemy did was an art form. It wasn't just some lazy way to build a track. And this album became one of the greatest and most influential recordings of all time across all genres
0: have you forgotten that once we were brought here we were robbed of our name yes. robbed of our language we lost our religion our culture our god and many of us by the way we act we even lost our minds. here it is <laughs> And you say, goddamn, this is a dope jam. But let's define the term called dope. And you're thinking me funky now? No, here is a true tale. Why the ones that deal all the ones that fail, yeah. yeah. You can move if you wanna move. What it prove? It's here like the groove. The problem is this. We gotta fix it. Check out the justice and how they run it. Selling, smelling, stiffing, riffing. And brothers trying to get swift in. Selling their own love of home. Wild like comatose walking around Please don't confuse this with the sound I'm talking about Baves! the
3: night? Come on! Babe, babe,
0: babe. i put this together too The bells of those that boost the dose lack of lack of and those that sell the black Shame on the brother when he did de- the same block where my 98 be wheelin' And everybody know another key low from a corner from a brother keep another below and stop illin' and killin'. Stop
2: The next part contains a mash between the original song by Isaac Hayes called Hyper Sequidella Mystic. I'm just going to give up right there. And that comes from his album Hot Buttered Soul in 1969. And when he gets to a piece of the song that lasts just a few seconds, there's this piano riff. And that was a basis for Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. Yeah.
0: said never. Here is a land that never gave a damn about a brother like me and myself because they never did. I wasn't with it, but just that very minute it occurred to me. The suckers had authority. Cold sweating as I dwell in my cell. How long has it been? They got me sitting in a state pen. I gotta get out, of that. be a veteran. All the of situations unreal. I got a raw deal. So I'm for the steel.
4: But you know what? At the end of the day, the art will set you free. That's right. Because it'll allow you to vent through your music and your pen and your pad, allow you to come together as human beings and work some things out, even throughout the bullshit raining on you. So you can always say, you know what? I can't go out there and do the one man, one woman protest, but let me write a song. Let me share it with my friends. Now you're helped out with with digital technology, which most people who are not artists can't get what you, they don't have what you have. You can create things out of nothing. You could go into your inner soul and create something tangible. Most people gotta go and use the things that you call a tool on Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram, or so on and so on, and they gotta tweet food. As an artist, these are your tools. As a civilian, these are your toys.
0: Looking for the same thing, it's a new thing. Check out this. I bring old older role, a the level. Cause I'm living low next to the base. Come on, turn up the radio. They're claiming I'm a criminal, yeah. but now I wonder how. Some people never know. The enemy could be the friend. guardian. I'm now a hooligan. I rock the party and clear all the madness. I'm not a racist, preach to teach the teacher. Op- Cause some they never had this
2: So if you know the song "Fight to Power," you know what year it came out, right? 1989. There's so many samples in this song—probably 20 samples. Deep Purple is sampled in here. Of course, the Isley Brothers are sampled. Party, party, party.
0: He's straight out racist The sucker was simple and plain Motherfuckin' in, John Wayne Cause I'm black and I'm proud Already I'm hyped for some amp. Most of my heroes don't appear in no stamp Simple, <sighs> look back, you look and find nothing But rednecks for 400 years if you check Don't worry, the app Was a number one jam Damn, Damn if I said you can slap me right, right here
2: So check out these samples. The first is Let's Dance, Make Your Body Move by the West Street Mob. And the second is Hot Pants Road by the JBs, which was James Brown's backing band. And these are just two of the tracks that you'll recognize that have been sampled for Fight the Power. Fight the Power is often listed as one of the best hip hop songs of all time, and I agree. Used to great effect in the Spike Lee movie Do the Right Thing, Fight the Power says everything for back then.
5: Fear
1: of a Black Planet. Classics like 911 is a joke, Burn Hollywood Burn, and Fight the Power were all huge hits. But the band's profile hit hard times when founding member Professor Griff began spouting anti Semitic rhetoric during interviews. Griff's comments would lead to his eventual dismissal from the group.
0: some I'm music serving you some music, Papa got a brand new funk, kick down, party for your huh, Let's get it on, like we said before, see the brothers go the trouble, hate the busted bubble, cause we rumble from our lower level, to condition your condition, we're gonna do a song that you never heard before, make it all jump along to the education, brothers gonna work it out. and stop.
2: the Power would also appear on Fear of a Black Planet, which was released in 1990. Another Magnus Opus. The band was in a bit of turmoil when this album came out. They were off to a rocky start with scrutiny about lyrics. Professor Griff had had some anti-Semitic comments in an interview. There were charges against the group's politics, being racist, homophobic, misogynist. Controversy fueled this album's creation.
0: Many intelligent black men seem to look uncivilized when on the screen. Like I guess I figure you to play some Jigaboo on the plantation. What else can a nigga do? And black women in this profession after playing a lawyer out of the question. But what they played, and your mama is the perfect term. Even if now she got a perm. So let's make our own movies like Spike Lee. Cause the brothers being offered don't strike me. It's nothing that the black man could use to earn. Burn Hollywood, burn!
2: There are over 200 samples on Fear of a Black Planet, and one thing that I learned through the years is how much information was given about other artists. Not to mention culturally significant people. I mean, I learned who Huey Newton was from Public Enemy. I learned about the Dells. I learned about the lesser-known James Brown records. So it was fun to decipher the lyrics and figure out what the samples were. And this is all pre-internet, so it took some work.
6: Got a story to tell you all about a neighborhood I know. A situation you might find interesting. Listen up. She wants a lover right now. But not no brother. A man gotta have a lot of money to get under a cover. Now she's a fine sister, but up here she's missing it. She said she wanna learn a lot about life, not all black bullshit. And at the age of 15, her brother gave her a baby. She's 19 now and it drove her crazy. That's why every time she turns around, all the people in the neighborhood look and get mad and say, Alright. I oh, don't
2: On this album, Flavor Flav is very surrealistic. Some of the stuff he's saying just comes out of nowhere. I don't know what it means. Sometimes he's talking about the movie Scarface. Sometimes he's just adding to what Chuck D says. But Flavor Flav, as much as you hate him, as much as you love him, he was kind of crucial to this band. Because nothing that they've done, aside from using him as a foil to Chuck D, has been nearly as powerful. Man
0: to man, I don't know if they can. but what I know, the parts don't fit. Oh shit Now he's sharing a needle with a drug addict He don't
3: believe
0: he has it either But now he does, he doesn't know Cause he goes straight to a hole. Tell you what, who was next on the butt While flinging on the dirt running wild Yo stop! But
3: the bag popped Damn Damn Damn, Damn. Hey yo Terminator man Yo meet the G that killed me
2: Apocalypse 91, another strong album, and the last of this four-album streak of brilliant records. My favorite track is By the Time I Get to Arizona, which is written in response to Arizona not wanting to have a Martin Luther King Day as a national holiday. Samples from this song are Two Sisters of Mystery by Madrill and Two Kinds of People by The New Birth, both of these songs from the early 70s. Again, I gotta thank Public Enemy for turning me onto slave. important track on the Enemy Strikes Black is Bring the Noise, which was a remake of the original song from It Takes a Nation of Millions, but this time done much faster and with Anthrax, who were huge fans of the band. And this is probably the best rap metal song ever made. Yo
3: Chuck, these honey drippers are still on us! Show them that we can do this, cause we always do this! <laughs>
0: yeah, boy! Babe, how low can you go? Death row! a brother know once again back is the incredible rhyme animal, the incredible D- public enemy number one, five both at three. And I got dumb, Can do never really never had a gun. But it's the wax that's determined X1. Gotta got me in a cell, put my records, they sell. Cause a brother like me said, Well, Farrakhan's a problem, and I think you wanna listen to when it comes to you. What you ought to do is follow for now. How are the people say make a miracle? I'm D- the lyrical black is back, all in we're gonna win check it out. Yeah, y'all, yeah, come on. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah. so dope. Listen for lessons I'm playing inside music that the critics are blasting before They'll never care for the brothers and sisters because uh-huh. the country has a soap for the war. We got to get them straight. Come, Come on, on now. They're gonna have to wait till we get it right. Radio stations I question their blackness. They call us a black but we'll see real play later. Turn it up! The crowd runs to me, my DJ is warm, he's hexed, I call him Norm, you know He can cut a record from side to side, so with the ride, the glide, He'll so be safer than a suicide Soul control, beat is the father of your rock and roll Music for what you're for, which and you call a bad man Making the music, I'm music, but you can't do it, you know You call them demos, but we ride demos too What you gonna do, Rap is not afraid of you Beat us for Sunny Bono. beat us like I want for your auto Run the MC, for in DJ DJ, be a band stand on his own feet, get you out your seat Beat us for Eric, me and LL as well, hell Wax, for drag, still like you rock well, <laughs> Ever
5: Hello, my name is Chuck from Public Enemy. I'm Scott Ian of Anthrax. We met a couple of years ago in New York at the Def Jam office. I was a big Public Enemy fan and I always wanted to work with them. When we went in the studio to do "Persistence of Time," we recorded the track for Bring the Noise. At that point is when we uh, started to get in touch with Chuck about doing uh, the vocals on it
6: musically and artistically, you know, it just did something for both of us groups that I, I don't think has ever happened to any two groups before. You know, I, the first, you know, introductions to many of us people sent into rap music was a lot of metal because of the beats, and you know, we played the, the beats as records, you know. Um, but the second introduction, I guess the second tri- groundbreaking thing that came across was um, the Run DMC Aerosmith thing, which basically did what a lot of the DJs and MCs did anyway, take a, a beat such as Walk This Way and then rapped over it before the guitars came in. You know, it was a third incident for, for me, is when I actually seen Anthrax live and met them you know, at the Beacon Theater in 87, and I actually got turned on by the energy, the excitement, the coordination between everybody and the camaraderie, between everybody, and the, and the commitment to try to do different things with the music.
5: We were on tour in the States uh, doing Clash of the Titans when we played uh, Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, Chuck and Flav came on stage with us in front of 13,000, I mean, full-on metal fans. And uh, we did Bring the Noise. That was the first time we ever played it live. And we did it. And it was, it was like the biggest thing of the night. and It was amazing. So after seeing that, too, we just knew. We said, hey, you know, look how great this is. Let's go on tour, you know. But uh, the people who, who came to the shows, you know, they see two bands getting together on the one roof, so it certainly should be easy for two audiences to get together under the same roof.
2: So now I'm going to talk about some of the side projects. Terminator X put an album out called Terminator X and the Valley of the Jeep Beats in 1991. Musically cool record, and probably the best song on here is Buck Weiland, which features Chuck D. and Sister Soldier. <laughs> A little later, Chuck D went on and put out a solo album called The Autobiography of Mr. Chuck in 1996. This is a track called Horizontal Heroin. Hey, Chuck.
1: this is Griff, check this. What up? Brothers and sisters, they slow gas, sleepin', not out, napping. Snoozing and losing this war to this new world order whore once more. It looks like to me this beast prepared a horizontal feast. No lease than a 666 six, six bag of corn, terrible tricks. This devil loves it, man, but check this. This enemy, he's going public. Going public about this vertical snowflake. Baby at 33 in the third degrees on her knees. She begs, please, watch, please, 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 please watch. just give me just one more hit, just give me just one me more me hit. hit, just give me just one more hit. 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 This pain, I ease my pain, oh, I need brain. My brain on a white soul. This train's on a one-way trip the to the deepest up. trip in America. Brought to you to by the ultimate hits. sin. Horizontal poses, clothed in black sin. drugs horizontal names. heroin. Watch, peace. This is Rick. Get black with me at home. If you bring it full circle, black to the door. All right, check them out.
4: Hey. Public enemy. We decide we're going to be men. stand up and be men. Music and our message. The red, black, green machine is back to clean up the scene. Right versus wrong. Good versus evil. God versus the devil. What side you are.
0: Brothers and sisters on a deathbed You know it cheated, to what he wanted And now you bought it Sucking up to the devil, stepping down a level It's who they fear is you Who protects us from us and you from you Yes, and it counts, fuck the 40 hours. I sued those bastards, yeah, they got down I did them like a demo, threw them out the window I took the end cause I never liked the limo but pump, 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 pump it up A mad grind, so oh, mad times, that's what's up Some ain't gonna change
2: Partially, the group made a bit of a comeback in 1998 on the album, He Got Game, from the Spike Lee film soundtrack. He Got Game suffers from a slow pace of the track, which is much slower than a typical Public Enemy song, and it uses a very obvious sample. It's Buffalo Springfield's for what it's worth. Stephen Stills even appears in the video.
3: All y'all has been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's why right, He's got a game. B.E. 1998.
0: If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth in the middle of the universe. Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but i write him like such. Word. The f- <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing
2: And of course, Flavor Flav went on to become a reality TV star, probably making more money than all the other guys combined, much to the chagrin of fans. But Flav is a master musician. I've seen him play the drums, bass, guitar, and Public Enemy in its current incarnation. He tours with the full band and plays songs. They have a DJ, of course, but they don't rely on the samples so much. And the musical director is Flavor Flav.
6: Yeah! <laughs>
2: The group went on to do several more records, but the thing you have to keep asking yourself is could it take a nation of millions to hold us back be put out today? Would it be possible to clear every sample? It would be incredibly expensive because by 1990 all the publishers and their lawyers started making moves. One of the biggest ones was Bridgeport, a publishing house that owns all of the George Clinton Parliament stuff. And once the little guys started realizing you can get paid if your samples used, it prompted the record companies to start investigating. So that's why there's a notable difference in Public Enemy's early sound. Public Enemy were one of the leaders in the golden age of hip-hop, to me they're the Beatles rap, and Chuck D's voice booming badass, commanding. He puts it to you and you listen. All I can say is culturally, this group exists on a much higher level than many of the more well-known, more touted artists that you hear about every day. These guys changed music, not just hip-hop music, and they changed culture, not just black culture. And they did it all without selling out. They did it all on their own. And this very DIY standard of thinking that just produces more art. I can guarantee, and you would probably agree, after listen to this podcast, that no artist has put more work into their production than Public Enemy. So I don't care what anybody says, I'll carry the flag for these guys. When I play their music, it explodes out of the speakers, and you have to blast the volume.
0: Yes, the rhythm's a rebel. Without a pause, I'm lowering my level. The hard rock. No Come again, you know what time it is, if he's the president, pulling out my ray gun, zap the next one, I could be a showgun. Don't last a minute. Soft is smooth, I ain't with it. Hardcore, raw bone like a razor, I'm like a laser, I just
1: By Donnie Shattuck. Why having a gun and shoot motherfuckers is cool. That's a hip hop mentality with you, because I'm from the hood, this and that. No, we created hip hop so we didn't need street gangs and drug dealers. Yeah. For those that say that
4: they see hip hop take its rightful place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame,
0: and some people out there thinking, even at this moment, well, there goes the musical neighborhood. Let us not forget, we all come from the damn blues.